Check, 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 check. Hello. Hello. This is the volume of my voice. Sometimes it'll be here, but it's right here. Looks good to me. Hey everybody, this is episode 293 of the Rated NA Podcast, and I am your host, Ash. So we have a very special guest this week, Markeia McCarty from Marvel Movie News is here, and uh, she and I sat down at a public library and gushed about uh, all of our favorite things Marvel. Uh, As a huge fan of that podcast, it was really awesome to have her on and to kind of pick her brain, and I think we had a really great conversation that you guys who are fans of all things Marvel will very much enjoy. Uh, We'll be back in a few weeks with all new shows. For those that have been listening for a long time, Scott moved all the way across the country, started a brand new dream job, which we can't wait to talk about. And Matt is, of course, super busy doing his thing. Um, But in the meantime, enjoy this interview and uh, we'll be back with more. Like I gushed to you online about. Um, So I guess we'll just go ahead and get started. Uh, This is going to be episode 293 of the Rated NA podcast. And I'm here with Markeia McCarty. And that's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Is that right? That's it. I did it. I did it. I listen to it every week. And I'm like, when I finally get to do this, I'm going to get it right. Uh, So welcome to the show. Yes, thanks for having me, Ash. <laughs> this is really cool. This is us. So we are um, we're in the corner of the downtown Orlando library yeah. after searching for a place to record, <laughs> uh, which is typical rated NA fashion, not really having a solid spot to do things, which is sort of our mantra at this point. But uh, what are you doing here in Orlando? Did you did you grow up here or what's what's your story? Uh, yeah, well, I'm a military brat, so I spent most of my childhood in, well, Europe and other countries. Oh, cool. But my mom had a house in Orlando, so I ended up spending high school and college here. Oh, cool. So, And they still live here. So, yeah, Orlando, if if I have a hometown, Orlando's it. That's great. What did, what um, high school did you go to? Uh, Cypress Creek High School. Oh, no way. I was a <laughs> high school teacher for a while uh, at Lake Brantley High School. Ah. So, yeah, we probably faced off against you in some capacity. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure the Bears won. Yeah, well, (laughs) probably. Yeah, we lost a lot. Well, that's exciting. I'm glad you're here. So it's cool. Like, we don't... um there's not a ton of podcasters in the Orlando area. So when I saw that you were here, I got really excited because it's, um, we, we do interviews all the time, but it's rare that we get to do them like one-on-one in person. In LA, you're so lucky because you have such a cool core group of like nerdy folks that, uh, that love all the same things as you. So yeah, like you, uh, you throw a rock and hit 10. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know? It's like a pinball machine of nerds. That's it's really, it. really great. So um, why don't you tell us, I want to know a little bit about just your background and in, in getting to kind of where you are today. And it's one of the things we like to do on the show is kind of go into the Wayback Machine and, and talk mm-hmm. about like growing up and how'd you get into comics. And, <laughs> and I, I want to, I want to kind of hear the whole story so far. Okay. Uh, well, uh, because I was a military brat, uh, you basically carry America along with you. So um, mom actually was the one that got me into comics 
Uh, originally, it was Archie. <laughs> that oh, was nice. My, that was my very first one. Nice. I used to read Archie's when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, I had quite the collection, and I'm sure I do in my parents' attic. Yeah. <laughs> I can actually check on that. Um, but yeah, and, and then from that, I spawned off into other things. Um, obviously, original um, Captain Marvel. Well, not original, original, because, you know, Captain Marvel. And right. Such. Um, but Monica Rambeau, and I really connected with her, and that was, like, amazing. And then that led to, um, well, Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that. Black Panther. I'm excited. Um, yeah, led to that. And then, then a whole bunch of other things, like uh, X-Men. Really loved me some Jubilee. Oh, my God. Oh, Jubilee was great. Yeah. I um, loved Jubilee growing but up. But, yeah, it just it kind of spawned off from there. And also with video games, I was involved with that, with, like, a original gray box Nintendo. Oh, beautiful. So, Wonderful. And, you know, just collecting those cartridges, whichever base that we, we went to with, uh, go to the NEX and, you know, I would oh, yeah, get me my games and, uh, yeah, my IBM compatibles. It's <laughs> wonderful. That. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I, I grew up in South Florida and, uh, my youth was very Stranger Things-esque. We'd all get on our bikes and we'd ride to 7-Eleven and we'd all buy comics off the rack back then. Nice. So when I was a really little kid, I would just read whatever I could get my hands on. And then I think when I was about, I want to say nine, my parents got me. They used to sell um, bag poly bags of like just stacks of comics that were all kind of like poly bagged together. And I remember, I vividly remember my ninth birthday and they got me... Um, X-Men 210, which was like the Morlock Massacre, Chris Claremont era stuff. Oh, right. And man, as a nine-year-old kid watching like Wolverine just go ballistic on people <laughs> and like watching, you know, Colossus and Nightcrawler and all those great characters do their things. From that day forward, I became just a huge comic book kid and would beg my parents to, you know, take me to comic book shops and, and get some. And I still have a lot of my old comics. I was able to hold on to them yeah. uh, my whole life. So it's been great. And now um, one of the things that kind of segue into your show is we're in this weird golden age of cinema where we're finally getting to see all these characters we grew up with uh on the silver screen and on television and it's just like i i i every time you'll see me tweet about it now that we're, we're twitter pals but i freak out because i can't fathom that we're actually seeing it at the quality that we're seeing it. isn't it amazing it really is i mean you have your mind movies obviously you know when you're growing up and then now it's like no this this is a thing that you can talk to mainstream people with that they go and they like oh yeah i saw thor you know thor ragnarok uh, it was pretty interesting i didn't get this part what was this part let me explain seriously let me explain about planet hulk to you yes <laughs> and I know. why banner was there uh, let's have this conversation because i never thought i'd have it with someone who, well, then, who like, just wasn't into the nerdy stuff right yeah it's it's mainstream it's beautiful and i it's gotten to the point where i don't want the bubble to burst i want it to just kind of exist for a while and i know we've had like a decade and like 22 movies and i should just be like hey if it peters off you know we had a good run and right. i understand that but then it's also i want it to be you know part of the culture is I guess I want it to be the lifeblood in what I really want is a Monica Rambeau like a spectrum thing to come along and I don't cool. know I don't even know if we'll get to Mighty Avengers with things but our next wave but you know right, it, right. it all depends yeah I mean it is uh like you said having so many people excited about it to me as a lifelong fan is it's it's unbelievable the fact that like I went to a wedding the other day 
and I, I wore like a stupid hydra pin on my jacket. You know, was, I got <laughs> it from Luke Crate. Yeah, and people were like, I like your hydra pin. Just like normal, like normal people. It's like, you know what this means. Uh, how do you know what this means? And then, of course, you spark, you know, sparks of conversation and you can talk about Marvel movies with almost everybody now. Now, um, you know exactly how I felt growing up as a military brat. When you, you know, move from post to post, it's like, what do you have in common with people uh, while everybody's taking parts of America around with them? You have those video games, you have those comics. How it is with like you connecting with people that are outside of the you know norm of the experience right that's exactly how I felt growing up yeah it must have been pretty wild and then like once you once you got to LA and you kind of got to nerd <laughs> utopia and you're surrounded <laughs> with all these people that love the same things as you um, I want to kind of talk about not only your origins but the origins of Marvel movie news so if you're mm-hmm. not subscribing to that podcast please do so it's so much fun it's so positive um, you guys find a way to talk about Marvel movie news and and Mm -hmm. television news in just a really informative and um, like I said positive way you you don't ever talk crap about stuff which I really enjoy like you're Mm -hmm. critical but it's intelligent and I think that's really I think that's really good Thank you. Yeah, we believe in constructive criticism. We also believe in um, being true about our enthusiasm for projects. So if there's a project that we're not as enthused about, we still have, you know, we can come from it from an intellectual point and be like, hey, here are the facts of this. Here's the director and here's, you know, their past work. So here's something that we might be able to expect from that. And then, you know, there are certain properties that just haven't haven't had the same you know, that same yippee, uh, yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but just because before. just because it's not my inhumans, and I'm right. making like a little box around my head right now, doesn't mean it's not somebody else's inhumans. And we try to respect that for other people while right. staying true to what, you know, staying true to our opinion. Mm-hmm. Like no need to, you know, force something negative down someone's throat when you just be like, hey, not my cup of tea, but you enjoy kind Mm -hmm. of a thing so when marvel movie news got started how did you weren't in the original were you in the original no No. okay so you you came in a little bit later yes okay yes i think i've i don't know how many episodes i've done now i know it's been a lot a lot yeah yeah. (laughs) it's been over a year's worth um I'd have to actually check the actual date of when I started. Yeah, I think when I started listening to you guys, I had just started a new job and it was like one of the commuting podcasts that I listened to all the time. And you Ah. you were already on it. That was over a year ago. So, okay. Then there we go. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, No, uh, Matt Key, who uh, just took a sabbatical. I saw that. I was so sad. Yeah, I I know. Oh, Matt. But he's Uh, he's doing stuff. He is. He's doing Geek and Sundry and he's um, doing some fun stuff. And it's like it's Koi and myself now. And we're discussing if we're going to bring somebody else on or or how we want want you know the to continue the vibe of marvel movie news right yeah your enthusiasm both both that you combined like you guys are just really fun to listen to and like i said Mm -hmm. i encourage our listeners to check you guys out if you have any interest in marvel movie news at all or just like in-depth analysis of you know comic books and and the the characters that we all know and love like you guys know your stuff and get really into it and have a lot of fun talking about it um which is something we're going to do in a little bit (laughs) because i have to i just have to pick your brain because i've been wanting to i listen to it all the time like oh i really just want to talk about this with these guys so um so let's have some fun i have a list okay i actually brought some some notes for myself because this is the order of stuff coming out all right great i feel i feel silly bringing up black panther first because i know this is what you're most excited about Black panther should always be first (laughs) should always be first but black panther 
Panther is actually the next uh, Marvel movie. Yes. So um, February sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. So you're excited yes. about Black Panther. Yes. Um, so your relationship with this character, I don't know if I ever I've ever heard you talk about this before. When did you, as a kid or young adult, become interested in Black Panther, mm. and how has sort of this character? been a part of your life i know that's an odd question but as comic book fans get it yeah no 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 because um like you'll you'll have your your character or your comic or whatever that got you involved in comics to begin with and then when you're involved you'll run across you'll run across some comic book or some character and they will just light this this huge bonfire inside of you and then because of that character you're just ravenous for everything surrounding that and then it just kind of sparks fires as it moves out like the big comic bonfire i'm not great at analogies no i know i totally (laughs) get what you're saying yeah so with uh black panther it's actually a little murky for me i think i ended up getting into him because of x-men so it might have been a little bit later for me um because it was a it was hit storm in his relationship i remember that distinctly we're being like wow this is fated to be but it's also kind of cursed right and and it's like that really struck me in life in general because keeping in mind military brat my friendships were deep but they were also fleeting yeah so to keep moving on which is super sad exactly so i mean you try to stay connected you know long distance technology wasn't what it was now right but so basically you have a connection with someone and then they're your best, you know, this is everything. And then you move. You move yeah. Yeah. You, so and you, it's not like moving to another neighborhood. You move to a different country, Yeah, you know, and kids are kids is, you know, yeah. you play. So, but yeah, like with black Panther, it was just the way that it was with T'Challa with him having to go through this, procession of life and that life would throw just about everything at him and he would still be honorable he would still stand um it it really struck something with me and to have this character that is always trying to do the right thing but also trying to do the right thing for his people and those are those are not the same thing yeah yeah. it really isn't um, it's possible to do the wrong thing because it's the right thing for your people. And he's constantly going up against that. I mean, I, I really responded to the political intrigue of it that was mixed with this person that has supernatural abilities. I mean, he ate an herb-shaped plant, and then he's like this power demon. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to people, I hear. Yeah. There's a lot of bath salts cases in Miami. It's I'm <laughs> telling you. He's blessed by a god and yeah, he yeah. and he wears a vibranium suit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's cool. He's a yeah. cool character. So um so yeah, Christopher uh Priest run, the client, that like knocked me on my butt. Uh it and and I in particular enjoyed his dynamic with his and I consider them like supercharged people, the Dora Milaje, mm-hmm. like him and Nakia. And then how that ended up turning out, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, things are fated to be, but they're also cursed. And I just kind of saw that as his tagline for things. And it and it just it hit me. I guess it just hit me at the right time in my life. And and it it was it was all the things it was all the things, Ash, at just the right time. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, for <laughs> me, I already mentioned like X-Men 210 as a kid um, and very like, my story is very similar, like. Uh, as a kid growing up, uh, you know, I, I loved Wolverine not only because he was super cool, but also because he was 
in a lot of ways the team dad like he took care of kitty pride he uh-huh. was a mentor to like a lot of the others the others he was he was a teacher uh, mm-hmm. i ended up becoming a teacher and you know i ended up becoming in very you know pr- protective of my friends and and i learned a lot of things from those comics growing up and it's silly but i i feel like a lot of kids that grew up reading these heroic stories end up becoming in a lot of ways um pretty solid well-rounded people because a lot of those comics you know from the 80s and 90s they had they had moral tales attached to them they weren't just you know yeah. gore blood and guts and explosions they yeah. were they were good stories written by very very talented writers and if you spent I'm sure you were like myself where you didn't just read an issue once you read it a hundred times oh yeah of course uh, if it not is. more you just read it over and over again because you, you know you maybe got one a week or maybe yeah. two a week you devour those panels oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely every single panel you read the stupid ads in the back for the things <laughs> I actually remember this is totally off topic but I remember being a kid and reading uh in the letters section some kid wrote in I forget what maybe it was a Spider-Man must have been a Spider-Man comic because it revolves around Spider-Man. But uh, a kid wrote into the letter section. They're saying, I hear there's going to be a Spider-Man movie. And whoever was writing back was like, yeah, there's one in the works. And I didn't see it until whenever 2001 or whatever the movie was. <laughs> but it was like 15 years later or something to that effect. But mm-hmm. I still remember reading that letter section and be like, oh, my gosh, if there was ever a Spider-Man movie, I'd lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good stuff. So Black Panther movie is coming out uh, early next year. Yes. On a scale of one to ten, how excited do you think? Twelve. You're, yeah, you're you're definitely a twelve. Twelve. I think your excitement on on your podcast has gotten me infinitely more. Ex- I was excited, but now I'm mm-hmm. super excited for it just because you guys talk about it so much, and and now I like I really I examine the trailers kind of differently, and I'm like I should mm-hmm. be very excited about this because it looks spectacular. It is. It is a culmination of so many things. Like our society had to progress to a certain point for us to even have this movie, to even have this director attached to it, to even have it where Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan have this relationship already, to even have this cast of characters, these phenomenal actors. Angela Bassett to have have these phenomenal actors at this point in time to be able to have this script to have this director to be able to have the societal interest to even have Wakanda exist in a mainstream form I have all these no you you really do and I think no I think what you're saying is is really smart and really needs to be heard because you're right it's more than just a film it's kind of a statement as to where we've gotten in society and we've gotten to a place where now uh, pop culture can can be diverse and it can be you know interesting to a wide variety of people and mm-hmm. exciting and it's gonna make a butt ton of money. It's and gotta. I, oh, are you <laughs> kidding me? Okay, because like Thor Ragnarok, what they hit like uh, just about half a billion after yeah, two weeks. Right. I'm expecting a billion in the first week <laughs> for Black Panther. There you go. That's how it should be. No, that's really. And, you know, I have I have uh, lots of you know. Do you think here? Here's this. We're gonna tinfoil hat for a minute here. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're gonna see Winter Soldier in this movie? No, I actually, I actually don't. No. I, I feel like it's not necessary, and I feel like it might kind of muddled what they're already doing. Unless it's going to have him as part of the actual plot line, and I think that they already have a really there's good. There's a thing. lot of characters. Yeah, there's a lot of characters, and you know, you already have that push and pull, that political intrigue of, um, oh, okay, so the Black Panther mantle, which has to be earned. Yes, there's a hereditary aspect mm-hmm. to it, but it has to be earned, which is also why Shuri. I love Shuri being in the mix there, but yeah, to, yeah. I'm gonna go off on a tangent no no no, please please do um but i think you already have that push and pull between uh the different cults you know the white gorilla cult um i 
you know, it's going to be the river coast. I'm pretty sure I saw a Shibe in there. So even just planting oh, in so cool. the possibility of that character. And he is such a smart villain. And he's one of the best villains. Uh, well, one of the best, in my opinion, because he doesn't see himself as a villain. And a lot of the acts that he does, you're like, you know what? I get what you mean. Kind of like with Eric Killmonger. It's like, oh, I get what you mean. With that. Tr- it's tricky when you have villains like that. It's um, yeah. because it, sometimes it forces you to examine sort of your own moral compass. When you oh, start, yeah. you start agreeing with something that they're doing. And you're like, but they're the bad guys, but they have some really interesting perspectives. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you got a good point going on there. You know, maybe T'Challa is going about this the wrong way. Maybe he has had too much of a Western influence and has gotten out of contact with the people. Or maybe you're just kind of a douche. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be the case. Yeah. Or maybe it's both. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm banking on Winter Soldier post-credit scene. I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I think post-credit scene, something to do with getting his new arm. So that way, when we get to Infinity War, which we'll segue into in a second, Mm -hmm. um, he'll already have his new arm attached. They didn't didn't attach it in Civil War yet. No, no. He was just in cryo-sleep. He was sans arm in the cryo-sleep from from what my memory is Yeah, that's what I think he was. What I'd like is for uh, him to be defrosted and have uh, one hand and they just sit a plate of food in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so good. Yeah, and be like, hey, when you're done, we have this arm. We have this arm. Well, thank you. (laughs) Or just defrost him, and then all of a sudden there's, you know, some herald of Thanos kind of just looming over him the second he gets out of cryosleep. Or even for, like, the whole uh, little Thor Ragnarok thing, if you remember when uh, Thor was like, and welcome to Sakaar, and all like that. Yeah, I love that So they have something like, they're like, and congratulations, you've been deprogrammed. And then, ding! <laughs> <laughs> some some great theme music. <laughs> then oh, he man. opens his eyes like, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. Um, well, let's let's jump. We could talk about Black Panther forever because I'm excited we about it too. Could. But um, let's talk quickly about uh, Infinity War because mm-hmm. I, have, I have the rest of the Phase 3 stuff I kind of want to briefly brush over. And then we can kind of guess about some Phase 4 stuff. Cool. But uh, Infinity War... Uh, are, you guys are in the camp that everyone dies. Yes. Uh, half jokingly. Yeah. Well, I, I continuously say that on our podcast uh, just because just to have people be prepared. You're like, yes, everyone dies. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I think is interesting is I think we're definitely, um, I think we're, I think we're going to see Robert Downey Jr. go away. I think we're going to mm-hmm. see Chris Evans go away. I don't know the way in which they're going to do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could see them re-aging Captain America, like taking away his super soldier serum and making him like old cap. Um, hey, you know, we've seen it. Yeah, so yeah. that's a very real possibility be, for them to do and that. That'd be kind of tragic and not just like, you know, having him get shot with a laser or something. Yeah. It would be like, oh man. It all depends on how they do it with him though. If when they take the super soldier, you know, sass away and age him up, um, it might be what he's always wanted and never even realized that he did. He just like wanted it could, to... He wanted to be normal yeah yeah. Uh, you know i mean but but he's always he's always a hero that's the thing so it would be tragic for him to get that want that and then die because he's an old man with no powers and he's still trying to fight that would be so sad to see him because he'd be getting close to 100 (laughs) pretty old (laughs) he'd be older than stan lee that would be that'll be the stan lee cameo when he he transferred steve rogers into 94 year old stan lee in his his costume all skinny so sad um so yeah i don't i don't know what's gonna happen i'm uh i'm curious like there you know there's been some the trailer from comic-con um and stuff have come out but honestly i don't i don't know like i don't know how bad it's going to be 
I'm I'm nervous because there's some of those characters at this point that I just love. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, it's it's kind of like a, what I was saying with like Black Panther, fade it to be, but also curse in the same you know in the same breath. And because they have so many characters, because they have these cameos that they haven't even released who the cameos are, yeah. you know, I'm thinking we're going to have some of the street teams in there you oh know, that, you'll, that you'll see. In that will world. go such a long way with me. If we have a five second <laughs> montage of the defenders like fighting off some like Thanos minion, like I will just like do a backflip <laughs> in the theater or oh, the Agents man. of S.H.I.E.L.D. or any like any Anything of the side like characters. That. Just kind of tie it all together just a little bit and I will be infinitely happy. Yeah, just so that you like the viewer will know that no this isn't just a battle in one place this is for the world not only the world this is for our our little part of the galaxy and we lose here he gets these stones we lose everywhere so i mean there's there's only so excited how will death be satisfied she can't be satisfied i don't even know if they're going to bring in that element but i kind of feel like they should has to be hell you know has to be kate blanchett right oh that'd be so good she was great yeah but um to go back to it yes i believe everybody dies (sighs) that you know there is going to be a lot of cannon fodder and that's in both you know both ways of the phrase uh and yeah, I think it's going to be heart-wrenching. I think it's going to be epic. I think it's going to be landmark. And I think it's exactly what we need at this point, working it up to 22 movies, working it it's up to here. unbelievable, isn't it? I yeah. just can't even, like, I, I hear the budget is just insane. Insane. Insane, but yeah. it's going to make insane money. I just, yeah, it's it's hard um, to to kind of think back to going to see iron man in the theater and being like that was a real marvel movie i Uh just saw an iron man movie and (laughs) and now being like so many films down the line and being like i just saw thor ragnarok which is a thing that like holy cow like this was off the wall insane in the movie theater (laughs) and i'm you know i'm getting spoiled at this point like the movies are just so great jeff goldblum oh my gosh he was at his jeff goldblum-ist he was he was he was absolutely fantastic i (laughs) I loved him in it um so i'm kind of in the same camp as you i think infinity war is going to be sad i think Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are going to die um let's jump on over and talk uh this is Ant-Man and the Wasp, so you know that they're not going to die. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's weird because we have Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. Captain, we know that Captain Marvel is a prequel, mm-hmm. and she'll be in uh, the next Avengers film, Infinity War Part Two, whatever they're calling that. Um, yeah. so um, we don't I'm, I'm calling it in my head Secret Wars. So. I think it might be. Yeah, I think I'm calling it, it that. <laughs> I, I like your guys' theories on that. But so Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, I haven't heard too much about this, to be perfectly honest. They okay. had some onset stuff the other day that was just basically Paul Rudd making funnies. Uh-huh. Uh, which was great because I love Paul Rudd. But uh, part of me, I, my head headcanon saying like, well, we know Ant-Man's in Infinity War. At least I heard he was. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to him to take him out of the fight? And is it, I don't know, in the timeline, is this Ant-Man and the Wasp taking place after Infinity War? Oh, interesting. It, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about the timeline placement yeah. with it. But uh, for taking him out of the, I mean, there's there's a number of ways to do that. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, with with that particular character, do you feel like he would keep on fighting once he realizes that the bad guy has won the entire fight? I mean, if, let's say you're Ant-Man yeah. and you see that Thanos has the glove. He has all of the stones and he's standing there like, ha, ha, ha. 
are you going to keep fighting or you as Ant-Man, are you just going to... Yeah, you're a dad. You want to go home and spend some time with your kid, you know? That, that you was know? his main motivation in the first film. He just wants to be a, a good person. So, so that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you just kind of... And I don't think anybody can really say what they're going to do then until they're like in that moment. But I don't know. It's kind of like, hey, we're all going to die. Am I gonna? Am I gonna die here? I'm gonna die with my kid. Right. So I mean, that's a possibility to yeah. take him out of the fight. Um, or not sure where the timeline is with it. Yeah, that's true. I so, think that's that's the most important piece the of the puzzle, right? Because we know mm-hmm. we know that obviously Wasp is in it. And we know, uh, we know the original Ant Man. Why is his name escaping me? Michael Douglas's character. Um, he's in it, yeah. and Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be awesome. Um, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I just don't know where it's going to fit. Uh, and then we jump to, I briefly want to talk about Captain Marvel because ah. this is a character that I love. Um, well, how do you feel about it being a prequel set in the 90s? I think that is a fabulous idea. Yeah. I mean, um, one of the things that I absolutely adore that Marvel is getting right, besides embracing the joy, is that they're embracing the genre. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about it. Like with um, New Mutants that just came out, it's a horror movie. It's so weird, It takes right? place in, in, a, in, you know, for lack of a better term, an insane asylum. Right. You know, uh, and it's like, yes, yes, I can see Demon Bear doing that. For with this, with Captain Marvel, I mean, the 90s are huge right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the idea of them doing that because not only can it place, like it, it like retro cons retcons this placement of scrolls for us mm-hmm. to then it's like hey is nick fury a scroll? oh my gosh if they do that you know, has he you know these multiple times that it seems like he's died has that been previous scrolls oh my gosh you know you're blowing my mind right now so and then would it be would it be the Skrull's motivation to create a force that could stop Thanos? Would that be the whole reason why Nick Fury is trying to get them together in the first place? Hey, you know, it's extremely possible. Oh my gosh. You know, Sam Jackson's going to be so mad if he's a Skrull. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be so mad if he's a Skrull. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great theory though. I never really thought about that. That's yeah, amazing. So it's a possibility. I mean, we'll see what they'll do. I just, um, I love that they're going to do, they're going to do it up nineties. I mean, because then she could have the mohawk. <laughs> oh, the mohawk. Some hot pockets and some... Oh, man. It's going to be good. I, I love it. Um, so I'm excited for that. I, I mm-hmm. think Brie Larson's great. So I think she's going to bring a, a lot of weight to that character. And um, yeah. I think she's going to make a great future leader of the Avengers once we get to Inve- Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Infinity War Part 2. Um, <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Uh, so part two, we don't know anything about it yet. We yeah. just know that they've you know, been so good about keeping so that quiet. under wraps. Uh, yeah. So there's not really much at this point we can discuss, mm-hmm. but what we can kind of talk about is what we would like to see in the next phase, mm-hmm. which is something I don't think I've heard you guys talk too much about on your show. You kind of try and keep it because you're, you're limited in time. So you can mm-hmm. go very, very quickly, but what would you like to see? What property would you like to see kind of brought into the secret next world, phase? secret war, Battle World. Oh, I would love so to see some Battle World going on with that. I mean, because you could bring everybody in that. You could have everybody's like little slice of Battle World going on. I mean, would they do Magus? I don't know. Yeah. But they easily could. Uh, I You could even have Runaways in there because they have a Battle World section. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's they're having that on Hulu now. But I mean, yeah. The Marvel they, streaming they service, easily, who knows if they're going to take that off there. They could easily do that, especially if they're thinking about all of these um, cameos, mm-hmm. you know, with like 
you know, defenders or whatnot, whatever it is that they're. I gonna really do. hope that rumor is true. <laughs> I really do. Like whatever it is that they're going to do, that we can have like those slices of Battle World happening. I mean, they they can go, they can go about as far as it they've ever gone with anything with yeah. this. It's interesting because so many of the big, so many of the big IPs of of or big characters uh, have already been um, used. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's so many side ones that are just, you know, really fantastic. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's interesting. There's just so many that um, obviously I'm one of the people that would like die to see the X-Men and Fantastic Four be brought back in. Uh, yes, but at what cost? I at know, what does it cost? I know. Yeah. It, it's tricky, um, but I would love to see that. And the one I was thinking about just on my way here, um, I would love to see a Thunderbolts. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't no, even think about that. Yeah, because you have all these great, you have all these great villains that haven't really gotten their time to shine in the MCU. I think. Yeah, Marvel's not awesome with giving like multidimensional right. baddies. I mean, they've gotten a lot better with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you seen the Punisher yet? I'm only on episode four. I didn't mean to binge it, and oh. I totally did because it was it was really good. Billy Russo, I feel, is portrayed. Wait, he's a villain? I'm just kidding. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just call him by his name, Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's portrayed very awesomely. He's a uh, um, like I said, I'm only on episode four, um, but uh, and by villain, I'm going by the comic book term with it. Right. I mean, you really do have to watch the series because, like, in the comic books, he's a villain. So that's mm-hmm. why in my head, I'm saying villain. Right. Right, right, right. now. He, um, the acting in that show is phenomenal. It's a, like, like I said, I'm on episode four now. It's a very dark show. Yes, it it's is. It's about as gritty as can be. I was telling someone like I, I was, I kind of got Breaking Bad vibes from it because it's so dark. It kind of forces you to see this like little corner of humanity you don't really want to look at. Mm-hmm. With like, and the the first four episodes open. This is a spoiler. A uh, little, kind of a little bit maybe if you've never heard of the Punisher, but he keeps having nightmares about his wife's. Uh, execution like over and over again in the beginning yeah. of the show where he just wakes up and then she gets shot and it's brutal to it watch is. over and over again it's very it's like, a recurring nightmare for right. him like and this is what he sees every time he closes his eyes and it really portrays that for you i think so too i think it does a, a really good job of um of i mean i don't know personally about ptsd but i feel like mm-hmm. this show is responsible with what it does with veterans and and kind of its portrayal of ptsd so i feel like it does i mean i'm i'm a little on the fence with how the lewis storyline is portrayed but um, i'm not going to go into specifics with right. that but um, when that first started i was extremely interested in how it did i think it maybe went a little too uh, for lack of a better term hollywood okay a little too Hollywood stereotypey, but now that's my own personal opinion. Open to others. Yeah, so. I think right now in the story, he's just living in foxholes in his yard where I am. So I think things are about to escalate. I can, I can <laughs> kind of tell things are not going, not going well. So yeah, so I, I like I was saying, I think Thunderbolts would be great because you could take all these wonderful actors that played villains and kind of bring them in and be like, okay, we're heroes for a movie, <laughs> and just and have it be just a weird kind of. Uh, we're kind of a concept film, which would be great. Yeah. And other than that, it's like so many have been so done. Many. It's like, where do yeah. you go? Um, I don't know. And then let's, let's not just think about, you know, earth and how it would go there. Like we have the guardians, we have the original guardians of the galaxy now, Yeah, you know, like they, they exist. So crazy. So, you know, how does that go into this second infinity war? You know, how does that go into that? How does that go into 
Avengers 4. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. It's too much to think about. Yeah. It's too much to think about. Um, we usually like to close out the show with a, a smattering of what we call lightning round questions that are silly, ridiculous questions. Okay. <laughs> are you prepared for these? All right. Let's do it. All right. Um, so this is, uh, these are just weird and I think you'll like them. Uh, <laughs> what was the first movie you actually remember seeing in the movie theater? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> they oh force you God. to go way back. Oh my God. I, oh Lord's. Maybe my girl. <laughs> it's a good movie. Very Maybe, sad. Yeah. Made me scared of bees for a long time. Yeah, but I, I liked it because I felt like it was real. Oh, I'm so, I'm such a tragic person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I liked the uh, the the ways that then her and her father like overcame and they were just trying to connect and trying to get everything done. Yeah. So yeah, it's I, a good I think movie. Obviously, it couldn't be the first one that I saw, but I think. I think that's as far back as the I first one that you remember seeing yeah. uh, I, I remember <laughs> seeing like one of the Sesame Street movies or something as a real little kid um, this one this is kind of like a psychology question okay. would you get along with a 15 year old version of yourself oh yeah you would yeah yeah wait does she know that I'm her <laughs> that's up to you so okay. like you we'll just paint a little scenario here you uh you get a time machine you get to go back to 15 year old use house yeah. you knock I, on the door I haven't changed so <laughs> she's I've answered my own question she'll be like uh, I'm old <laughs> back to the future thing <laughs> yeah it'd be awesome yeah. so you would you would yeah, that no. actually tells you a lot about a person um <laughs> I don't know like I always say this on the show but I don't know if I would it kind of depends on the day um, I was still an okay person at 15, but I was just really like 15 was hard. Yeah. Uh, 15 was a hard, you know, puberty boys, just hard times. Um, Man, I was, I was a drama nerd. So how were you? I was like, yeah, no, I, I was, I was pretty insulated like most of my life oh, that's, that's <laughs> in, in nerddoms. Oh, there you go. It's perfect. Um, all right. So this one is you've been kidnapped and you can call on the members of any television show to rescue you. What television show do you call on? Care Bears. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a warm, fuzzy rescue. Yeah, it would be fantastic. They'd rescue me. We'd have ice cream in the clouds. That's amazing. You know, you're the first person to ever say Care Bears. <laughs> Normally, people are like A Team. Like, Don't no. you really want to hang out with A Team? I don't think so. Think about it. There's absolutely no way that I'm going to get killed because it's like G-rated. That's cartoon. true. I mean, they they would dwell into some issues, you know, yeah. but like. Yeah, no, I'd be totally taken care of, have a really great adventure, you know, um, maybe get a hug from Grumpy Bear. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'd be back on my doorstep by, you know, before the sun goes down. That is a beautiful answer. I love (laughs) it. Uh, This is a food-related question because we're always hungry on the show. If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, and only one, what would you eat? Oh, no. Oh, no, that's so hard. It is really hard. That's really, really hard. Um porterhouse steaks <laughs> i'm a steak fan myself are you are you familiar with the term meat sweats oh my god i know of them <laughs> <laughs> so now you I... need to add this terminology to your to your vocabulary because i think it's a really real thing it's when you have um way too much meat in a sitting and then you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like i'm sweating oil oh my god does, does that happen to you or is it just me no i i um <laughs> like i said i've heard of it so uh, okay. other people have uh, okay so yes, you're lucky I haven't you, have, personally. you haven't gotten them yeah you yeah. need to uh no but porterhouse steaks oh my god that's so uh, good yeah i'm, I'm a so steak good. guy too that's good stuff since there's only one type of food <laughs> <laughs> yes it's only it's a sad existence living on just porterhouse steaks but <laughs> what can you do um you are stranded on a desert island 
and a small box washes up on shore. What is inside that box? Um, hope. Oh my gosh. Uh, because that's that's the uh, the thing that you find in every box. Oh my gosh, that's such a deep answer. <laughs> I actually stole that from uh, I think seasons two, season two of Agents of Shield. They asked that question on one of the, on one of the episodes, and I've been using it ever since I saw that question because I thought it was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. All right, last question. Okay. The perfect pizza is one topped with blank. Uh, all the meat. <laughs> all the meat. Porterhouse steak, <laughs> topped with endless porterhouse steak. No, I, I'm I'm I, I'm an omnivore, obviously, because you have to to survive. But yeah. oh, the carnivore yeah. aspects of it. Yeah, no, I love I'm, a, I'm a I love big, a good I'm meat a pizza. Big meat fan on my pizza. I don't like fruit on my pizza, so I'm not a pineapple. You're not a person. pineapple person. No. I am a pineapple person. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. We can still be friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could do half and half. Yeah, there, yeah. there's there's definitely two camps. There's the pineapple on and the pineapple off camp. I'm on the pineapple on camp. I never thought I would be, but it's kind of grown on me. A little pineapple. Okay. I like actually pineapple sausage, maybe like jalapenos. Okay. It's a little just yeah. a, like a firecracker in your face. <laughs> About as fruit as I go is having um, tomatoes on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little, that's about as fruit as I go. Little room the, of little, tomatoes. The little room of tomatoes. Uh, so good. <laughs> well, that's it. We're done, Marquia. Thank oh, you so yeah. much. It's been so much. Where can people find you on social media and uh, tell tell a little bit more about your show and when it's on and how people can tune into the live version? Oh, yeah. Um, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Marquia McCarty. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Oh, I, uh, T-Y. See, I just messed it up there after practicing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My Snapchat, which I'm getting better about, is Darth Thinmints. Um, I'm starting a Twitch channel, oh, cool. and that will also be Darth Thinmints. Um, but yeah, some other shows that you can catch me on is um, I do Skybound Comic Roundtable. That's every Friday. I believe that's going to be at 1.30 p.m. now. So yeah, twitch.tv slash Skybound. I'm doing something with Game Talk Live, so Exciting. look out for me there. I do WWE Raw After Show Mondays on AfterBuzz TV, and that is at 9 p.m. PST, when we just discuss Raw and all things wrestling. But in particular, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to listen to Marvel Movie News, which is what I do Tuesdays, and that is at 2 p.m. PST, and we nerd out on all things Marvel, um, MCU, and Marvel Television, and it's, it's like fantastic. what we did just times ten. It's it's awesome. It's really really good. So everyone should definitely check it out. And there's almost for, well, we did forget to talk about TV, but next time we'll talk <laughs> about TV because there's a lot of TV stuff too. So indeed, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Ash. Awesome. This is great. All right, talk to you later. Okay. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 293 of the Rated NA podcast. The guys will be back very soon, and we'll have some some standard old-fashioned episodes coming your way. Uh, in the meantime, be sure to follow and subscribe to Marvel Movie News with Marquia McCarty. Uh, she is an absolute blast and an absolute pleasure. And I tell you, I listen to that show every single week. I get a lot of the information that I use on our podcast from their podcast. So definitely tune in. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, Twitter is at NerdAppropriate. Facebook is slash NerdAppropriate. We have Instagram slash NerdAppropriate. And if you have any general questions, you can email them to nerds at NerdAppropriate.com. Again, thank you guys so much for your patience. And we'll be back very soon with all new episodes.